from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Good day and welcome to the celebration of The Daily TV Mass. My name is Monsignor Sam Bianco. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from Steve DeJong from Surrey, British Columbia. The Mass is offered in loving memory of his wife, Tina DeJong, who went to heaven on June the 28th, 2021. May Steve, their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, be united with her again one day in God's kingdom. May her soul and the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Today is the feast of St. Irenaeus, bishop and martyr. To celebrate this feast in a proper manner, we seek the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on all of us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who called the Bishop St. Irenaeus to confirm true doctrine and the peace of the Church, grant, we pray, through his intercession, that being renewed in faith and charity, we may always be intent on fostering unity and concord. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. The Lord brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then the Lord said to him, So shall your descendants be. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then the Lord said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But Abram said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? The Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. 
Abram brought all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The word of the Lord. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful works. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. O offsprings of his servant Abraham, Children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are on all the earth. The Lord remembers his covenant bear much fruit. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory Glory to you. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. The Gospel of the Lord. Good fruit, bad fruit, no fruit. Uh, Before he was made Pope, uh, Pope Benedict uh, was interviewed by a German journalist in a book called uh, The Salt of the Earth. And he gave all the tough questions he could to the Pope. And one of the questions which uh, comes really powerfully for the book is the journalist says to the Pope, 2,000 years of salvation history and still no redemption? And the Pope's answer to that is straightforward and blunt. He says, has Christianity really brought salvation? Has it brought redemption? Or hasn't it actually remained fruitless? Hasn't Christianity, perhaps by now, lost its power? That's a powerful question. Lots of people of observations. It had its moment in history, and we've moved beyond. Up and down, other forces are there, and we need to look at different ways. And the Pope's response to it, even though there are over one billion Christian Catholics or more of other denominations in the world, is to make this distinction. He says, we're not just talking about quantity here. Um, there can a lot of be a lot of people who are Christians, Catholics, Protestants, and they're, they're Christians because they've culturally inherited. It's a name only. Are they really living it? Are they trying to live it? So the reality that changes the world has an effect is a Christianity that has a quality to it, a quality that inspired by people like St. Irenaeus. So we must not only judge the movement of history by numbers alone, it's one of the things we look at, but the numbers can be deceptive because they may respond uh, to a vacuum, to a hole, to people not practicing. And the reason for that is the extraordinary and immense respect that God and Jesus have for our freedom. Jesus does not impose his way of living and being and acting on people. Christianity is not only measured by big institutions or churches or its relationship with the powers, it's measured by what comes in and what touches the heart, the inner heart of the person. And it's that quality that is freedom 
You can't impose religion on anyone. In fact, we've run into huge amounts of difficulty of sins when we've tried to impose it rather than appealing to the heart of the person and asking them to respond in their heart to what is going on. And that's so very, very essential. And the reason for that is very simple. Does it mean Jesus doesn't have any power? Well, he doesn't have quite the power in some of the ways we think he should have, or perhaps other institutions, or sometimes the way the church is exposed. You look at Jesus' life and what's the power he had? He died unsuccessfully, didn't he? He died on a cross, limited with no power. And that's the power he expresses to other people. And that's whom he goes out to. And because that's the power he has, he has this extraordinary appeal to those who are powerless, the poor, the sick, the lonely, the broken, the despairing, all the people who don't fit in with all the things that seem so effective. Not that, that effective things aren't good, but Jesus' a special appeal the thing that makes Christianity grow is that the power of Jesus is directly related to what he can do and how he can speak and to whom he speaks. Part of the reason the church has not been effective is we've forgotten that. Sometimes, sadly, we've allied ourselves with powers that are secular, and we've done it at great cost to ourselves. The second observation, though, to make is, yes, the church has weaknesses and sins, and we need to acknowledge that. There are no perfect institution in the world. A uh, hundred years ago, everyone said communism was the wave of the future. And for a long time, we believed that science alone would lead us to salvation. And then capitalism was. So every culture, every great power, everything that's secular can do some good things from the world, and it can break down. And the truth is, so can the church in some of its institutional expressions because it's been too allied with false prophets and false ways of doing things. And so Pope Benedict says very powerfully, in a way the church is healthiest when it's weakest. That is to say, when sometimes it's big institutions or it's big, big structures, are either fallen away or fallen to abuse or are taken away. And then the power of the church rests on what's going on in the hearts of people. And from that brokenness, they produce not dead figs, but new figs, figs that are nourishing, that feed people that they need. And that power is the power of the Spirit, peace, joy, patience, love, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, self-discipline. Those are the kind of fruits of the Spirit we need, and we know how hard that is in our personal lives to be patient with people we're trying to love. But we also know we have to be patient when we've sinned and we need to ask forgiveness. We know we have to be patient when, say, in, with First Nations people, they may not respond to our act uh, of, of asking for forgiveness. What's important is that we be patient and that we ask God to forgive us. And that's what brings the new birth of the figs, 
that's what brings the new fruit. Yes, at this moment in history, 2023, the church needs new life, new figs that will bring nourishment. And that comes when people, individuals, and countries dispose themselves of false prophets and go right to the heart of the institution, to the person who is Jesus. Will you join with me now and we'll offer our prayers and petitions to the Lord. For all those in our daily TV Mass intention prayer book, we pray to the Lord. Lord For our annual celebration of the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to renew and deepen our faith in his love for us, may he guide us as we seek to walk the path of mercy, compassion, and peace, we pray to the Lord. We all pray for all the people of our country, especially in the so many provinces that are suffering from the terrible forest fires and thanksgiving for those who help and that we do all we can to make sure that these fires don't destroy our beautiful country or injure people. We pray to the Lord. As always, we remember the people of the Ukraine that with God's grace, with the attempts of the Holy Father to negotiate, there be more glimmers, more signs of hope and life and peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord As always, we pray for those who lack adequate food, housing, and shelter, for those with mental health challenges and their families, and for all those united with us in prayer, we pray to the Lord. Lord Loving God, the seed of Christianity is the sacrifice, the fruit of the Spirit. Help us throw away false seeds and false prophets and let the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, grow in the heart of every person and every country through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Lord God, we ask you to receive us and be pleased with this sacrifice we offer with humble and contrite hearts. Lord, wash away all my iniquities. Cleanse me of all my sinfulness. Thanks. Pray, sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the sacrifice we offer you with joy on the heavenly birthday of St. Irenaeus bring you glory, O Lord, and instill in us a love of the truth so that we may keep the church's faith inviolate and her unity secure through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for the blood of your blessed martyr Irenaeus poured out like Christ to glorify your name shows forth your marvelous works by which in our weakness you perfect your power and on the feeble bestow strength to bear you witness through Christ our Lord. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth and before your majesty without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and ministered to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Francis, our Bishop, all the clergy and all the people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy, welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostle, Saint Irenaeus, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him and in him, 
O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed now by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await blessed hope and coming of our Savior Jesus Christ for the kingdom, the power, and the glory of yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer one another a sign of the peace of Christ. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Through these sacred mysteries, we pray, O Lord, give us in your compassion an increase of that faith which brought glory to the Bishop St. Irenaeus as he maintained it even until death. And may the same faith bring to us who truly follow it justification in your sight through Christ our Lord. 
The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass.